The Ryan Tuberty Show on RTE Radio 1 with Elevon Merchant Services. Growing your business is easy peasy with us by your side. Good morning all, Ryan Tuberty with you this Friday morning. It's the 8th of April 2022 at 6 minutes past 9. Good to have your company. We have... uh, Plenty to get through between now and 10 o'clock and then on into the evening to tonight's Late Late Show where we'll be joined by Darrow Brian. Darrow Brian's got quite a quite a story to tell beyond the comedy um, that will um, come to bear on the show tonight. You'll, you'll, you'll hear all later on and similarly with uh, Marty Morrissey. But uh, the, one of the things we're going to be talking about tonight is CODA. Not the film, but the, the what the acronym means, uh, Children of Deaf Adults. There'd been a lot of talk about it. We talked about it some some about a year ago, was it maybe when that that film came out with Riz Ahmed and um, Marley Maitland then came on the late late show, did a lovely clip with the, her Oscar to talk about um, the case of the Irish family who we spoke to um, and their need for Irish sign language in schools and. So Coda then went on to win the film. Coda went on to win the uh, a few Oscars uh, the other day, uh, and one of the stars of the film is Ferdia. Walsh Pilo and Ferdia uh, is a, an alumnus of the Late Late Toy Show he played on the show and he played on the piano and uh, Oh Holy Night was the song and many years later he was in Sing the film uh, Sing Street I should say and now he's in Coda and I was watching Coda last night and he's excellent in it I have to say I think the actor the actress that he plays opposite Somebody was saying it might be Alad Jones's daughter. Is that am I right in saying that? Because Alad Jones, um, I'm very fond of Alad Jones because when I was over doing a few uh, a bit of work on the BBC a few years ago, he was always lovely to me. Um, I was a fish out of water, and he was always really nice, very warm, very welcoming. And then I would have had him on the Late Late Show a few times, so we always got on very well with him. Lovely fella, and you know him from uh, Walking in the Air, of course, the, the the big hit. But it looks like his daughter is now, well, she's a movie star now. Um, Amelia Jones and yeah that's it that's it Alad is her well good he must be so I was going to message him last night so he must be very proud because she's great in it and she's a cracking voice it's a very sweet film it reminded me of a film called Mr Holland's Opus um, and that that lovely feel good can do film with loads of emotions I think there was tears in my eyes uh, several times because it is a, there's a kind of coming of age feel to it and uh, the daughter may or may not leave the house to go on to pursue her own life in college and uh, you know that's uh, any parent who's been through that knows there's a sort of moment in your life where you're going oh the boat has to leave the harbour eventually and um, um, so there's a lot of it's, it's, it's a very beautiful film I can see why it got all the attention and the reason I'm giving it such a mention we're going to talk to some people tonight who are indeed children of deaf adults and some, all of whom I've met and spoken to uh, before. So it's going to be lovely to reacquaint and talk about the positive sides of being the child of deaf adults. And I was watching the different moments in the film where it was really hard for the daughter, who can hear everything, trying to sign for the parents who are deaf. And, for example, they have a, an awkward skin injury if you like around the crotch area at one point this is the bit of comedy and they have to go to the doctor and the doctor's asking the daughter so what's wrong the dad is signing all these awful things that are happening to him and she has to say well 
Well, what he, well, and it's that it's it's, it's quite amusing the the just the disconnect, and what gets lost in translation along the way, and um, handled very well in that. But Ferdia is really is really excellent in it, and uh, he'll be with us tonight. We'll talk to him. He's going to be with his band as well, the Finches, because he can sing. Um, but it just all comes it drives home then. Uh, the, the the lesson I, I I'm learning when I'm reading this story in Cork Live this morning. Uh, about a Ukrainian teenager. And suddenly we have this Ukrainian teenager who is called uh, Stanislav, I think, or Anastasia. She must be Anastasia. Anastasia, of course she is. Kurbanova. She's 15 years old. So think about what I've just been saying to you about CODA and trying to get into awkward situations, signing. Now imagine you're 15 year old, you're a 15 year old young woman and you're in Ukraine and all your family are deaf. That's what this story is. And all roads lead to Cork. So stick with me here for a minute. This is an amazing Ukrainian teen, uh, who, teenager who's been the mouth and ears for her deaf family as the bomb sirens went off in Kiev. Think about that. The bombs are going off. Now, there might be vibrations they can feel, for sure. That's mentioned in the film as well. They, the dad loves rap music because he likes the bass you know, and the bass drum, bass guitar, you can feel it as much as here or whatever you can't hear it, obviously. But back to this story. They, but the family, the family have made it out of, of uh, Ukraine largely thanks to Anastasia, as she is the only one with full hearing. And her mother, Oksana, has been writing about this and said they fled as the situation in our city was becoming more dangerous day by day and said that Anastasia, or Anna as they call her, was has particularly has gone through hell as she took on the whole road, the role of warning them whenever something happened. And they went from Kiev and then to the border, Polish border via Lviv. And the family is due to arrive here in Ireland tomorrow. What a, an odyssey. And yeah, this it is an effort now to try and find them suitable accommodation with the right support. So the reason they're going to Cork or Limerick is that there are two schools with deaf support and two schools have agreed to enrol the young son of the family, Stanislav, who's 14, when he arrives. So that's good. One of them could be, it could be Bishopstown Community School, which has even offered to give them transport if they're home and far away. Generous, kind, lovely welcome, warm welcome. I get the sense that they haven't got accommodation yet, so that's key. Um, but it is, she's brave, she's the only one with full hearing they're talking about, Anastasia, and she's taken on so much at just age 15. Again, back to Coda, uh, the responsibility, there's an illusion to the point that she hardly had a childhood because she had to be an adult very quickly. And as, as, is, as is being pointed out by Oksana here, Anastasia got up so early every day to help the family understand what's happening and warn us about the sirens going off and with so much pressure, she was the mouth and ears for the family and also kept a lot of things bottled up because she didn't want to worry the family about anything. Anyway, they're coming to Dublin Airport tomorrow. Um, there's, there are people around them are being really good. There's a lady down there called Magdalena. And she's already helped up to 40 Ukrainian refugees settle in Ireland. Uh, but the family here has been seen, seen a challenge due to their particular needs. So she's been coordinating groups from her home in Louth and has actively gone out to meet people coming in and get them what they need. Anyway, it's, a, it's an excellent story, as I say, from, from Cork Live. Good on them. Um, and I really ho- I want to follow that story because it's, I really hope that uh, Oksana and Anastasia and Stanislav and Dad, Yuri, um, 
to find safe harbour here in Ireland and more particularly in Cork and that they get the facilities uh, they need for Stanislav in the school. So hopefully they 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 find the welcome they, they require and need and uh, deserve. Uh, I'm staying down in the south of the country but uh, heading to Limerick now. My old pal... Uh, Paddy, uh, you, you, they were they mentioned um, him on Morning Ireland there with his dad. It was lovely to hear that. Uh, what they didn't mention was that Paddy was indeed my co-partner and dancing partner in the late late toy show this year, um, when or at least in, in last November when we performed together with the song. Well, I, we didn't perform together. I was his uh, wingman for the song uh, "Treat People with Kindness," which we danced to in the Olympia and I spent a lot of time with Paddy as a result of that and uh, he is amazing he has Down syndrome he won widespread popularity for his tips on how to stay positive during the COVID-19 pandemic as reported in on rte.ie by Cathy Halloran and uh, it's his podcast cleverly called uh, with his dad Brian and um, they've been doing great things to help him with his communication skills and confidence but he was Limerick Person of the Month in January 2021 and today, at least yesterday, was named Limerick Person of the Year. So I'm delighted for him. I just posted up a nice photo of our time together uh, up on Instagram and um, wishing Paddy and his classmates, because I know he's in school at the moment, uh, all the best and all the love. Maeve Maguire emails to say, when you recommended Louise Penny some months back, I started on book one. I've just finished book nine. I absolutely love Chief Inspector Gamash. I have now downloaded books 10 and 11. Thank you for the recommendation. And Maeve, you're so welcome. I've talked about uh, literary sorbet, uh, and that's what that is. Uh, just a lovely, lovely dip into that world of Three Pints and Inspector Gamash. Anyone who decided to take it on board that I recommended to have gone lovely, lovely escape. Um, so I'm delighted that that's doing a job for you. I think I'm on 12. So I'm actually pretty much we're, we're in the same in the same uh, loop. Um, 51551 text coming. I'll get to them in just a moment. Uh, just keep an eye on the French presidential election on Sunday. If you're a political watcher, it is getting very, very close. I would uh, count nothing out. I've seen, it seems that Macron lost most of his war bounce, as they call it. It's because he... You know, I said he was taken as a fool by Putin uh, at the beginning. And people said, well, you know what? At least he was trying. And there's no question about that. He was trying, but... It seems that, like, uh, for example, Poland have now said, you know, you're talking to Putin too much. You're giving him too much credit. You know, he's a he's a bad, bad person, and he's just be be careful. And that bounce that he got initially from his endeavours to solve things diplomatically seems to have dissipated entirely. In fact, he was uh, it, it, the Russia thing is massive in the campaign trail in there in France. And Macron's frustration burst through this week when he was asked about it on the campaign trail. And he said, I'm not the one who's sympathetic to Putin. I'm not the one who looks for funding from Russia. That's other candidates. I, I take full responsibility for having spoken to the president of Russia in the name of France. I was never naive, unlike others. I was never complicit, unlike others. And he's really talking about Marine Le Pen, who uh, owes a lot of money, currently repaying a loan from a Russian bank. And they're quite linked quite closely with the Putin regime. With through her national rally party. Anyway, that's getting close. The polls are closing, um, are uh, closing in, and it will be fascinating. I'd, I'd be uh, anything other than a Macron victory would be a shock. But as I said yesterday, we're, we 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 live in such bizarre times. Who knows? Um, now, in terms of um, looking good and looking smart, the, the we've spent a, the, uh, two years just wearing whatever you want to wear. 
uh, for Zoom calls and so on. Uh, but this, the clothes shops, men and women, are reporting massive sales jumps. Lots, lots of people are going back into nice suits, good heels, and dressing up again. So just in case you're wondering, can I? Can I should I? Uh, yes, is the answer. You don't have to, but if you want to, go for it. Look good, feel good. That's what I feel. Uh, Canada will ban most foreigners from buying homes for two years and provide billions of dollars to spur construction activity in an attempt to cool off a surging real estate market. The measures will be contained in their budget on Thursday, according to somebody saying, asking not to be met. But uh, because, yeah, that's what they're, so they're saying. If, you are, if you're foreign, you can't buy a house for two years because they need to keep it, keep it local. I think that's what they're saying there. Um, Furious di- diner claims different treatment implies only men would foot the bill at expensive dining spots. Now, I've never been to a restaurant where uh, the female guest is handed what's called a blind menu. A blind menu, according to this piece today, is one that simply says what's on the menu, but not not, not the cost. All menus will have, it'll cost you that if you want that, it'll cost you that, and the extras will be that. But this, the man gets the menu with the, with the, with the, with the cost on it, and the woman gets the, with no cost. This is... Like, this is a, a total throwback. But apparently it's still going on in, in Venice. It's called a blind or a courtesy menu. They're common in Italy and lots of other countries, especially in high-end restaurants. Uh, so some people see it as a totally chauvinistic, weird, throwback, wrong, out of time, out of touch. Others saw it as a beautiful, a gallant gesture to... Uh, some people do like that old school and old world. But to be honest with you, if you're in a position to get hot under the collar over a blind menu in a restaurant in the world we live in today, well, aren't you lucky that that's the height of your problem? <laughs> and good luck to you. And if that's what you're doing, tweeting about that, well, again, you can, you're can you welcome to your own company now if you ask me. Mr. Ben, one of my favourite cartoons of all time. I would sit in front of the TV... The jam's on. <laughs> Bowl of Rice Krispies. Watching Mr. Ben as a kid, waiting for the flumps and bagpuss to follow through with Mr. the Mr. Men series after. These were these these were these are my um touchstones of childhood uh, lost times and um I loved it. Even the, the even the, the signature music makes me smile. <laughs> So the creator of Mr. Man has died, it's just a sad story. His name was David McKee, he was 87, and um, he was born in Devon, sold to about 10 million books. Other books he wrote, Elmer, Not Now, Bernard, and of course Mr. Ben. Uh, the story followed the eponymous explorer as he left his house at 52 Festive Road in London before being transformed at a fancy dress shop and entering another world appropriate to his outfit. I won't go on about it. If you don't know what it is, it's very boring to hear somebody else talking about it. So other than to say, those of you who know, know, that's the end of an era in that respect. But the story lives on, which is lovely. And you can watch them on YouTube. Also, uh, delighted to see that Katanji Brown Jackson's uh, nomination to the Supreme Court has gone through. Um, she, not only will she be the first black woman to sit on the court since it started in 1790, she'll be the first justice with experience as a public defender to join the bench that has hosted many former prosecutors. Uh, she will also raise its female contingent to four. 
Also, history being made there. That brings a majority of female judges, uh, justices within reach. She's 51 years old, born in Washington, D.C. Her parents are located there to escape uh, Jim Crow and the Great Migration. And she caught the legal book from her dad, who trained to be a lawyer as a mature student when she was at preschool. And he had this stack of law books on the kitchen table. And she sat across from him with her stack of colouring books. And uh, she, gave, she, she said that uh, she imbibed from her parents a pride in her roots, and they gave her an African name, Katanji. Katanji Onika, which means lovely one, which is a very beautiful uh, name. And uh, she got there. I know that she got a grilling. She, got, she was treated horribly uh, by a lot of the people uh, grilling her uh, at that hearing uh, viciously. But she was uh, dignified to the last. And she's uh, home and dry now, which is good stuff. Pink Floyd. Uh, releasing first new music in almost three decades, and uh, they were they were moved to do so uh, by what was happening in Ukraine. Um, it is called "Hey Hey Rise Up." It features obviously David Gilmour and Nick Mason, but the vocals are from a Ukrainian singer whose name is Andriy Klivnyuk of the band Boombox. Uh, Roger Waters not involved, but the track features Klivnyuk uh, singing a patriotic Ukrainian song from a clip he recorded in front of Kiev's St. Sophia Cathedral. And Gilmore had performed with his band in London in 2015, said the video was a powerful moment that made me want to put it to music. And the singer, Klivnuk, cut short of a tour in the US to return to Ukraine to join a territorial defence unit. And um, Gilmore said that he spoke to uh, Klivnuk, who was uh, recovering in a hospital from a mortar shrapnel injury while he was writing the song. And he said, I played him a little bit of the song down the phone line. He gave me his blessing. And we both hope to do something together in the future. But here's a little flavour of uh, the, uh, the, the, Pink, the Pink Floyd tune for Ukraine. <laughs> And um, hey, hey, rise up. That's new music from them, uh, as I say, for all the right reasons. Uh, okay, uh, Kurt Cobain's final days are being turned into an opera. Um, what was the last time? Oh, the DUP. Well, if you can make an opera out of the DUP, you can certainly make an opera out of uh, Kurt Cobain. Uh, that'll all be happening uh, in a while from the Royal Opera House in London. So the Nirvana fans will be very happy about that. And serious congratulations also. To uh, Rex Ryan, son of our old pal Jerry, is uh, audiences, and, and more I should say, audiences in the US got their first look at the son of uh, Jerry Ryan and the Spaghetti Western series, That Dirty Black Bag, writes Ken Sweeney in The Sun this morning, the Irish Sun. In it, Rex dons a moustache for his role for as this sleazy photographer, uh, as a mid- Midwestern uh, accent, and he's starring alongside Aidan Gillen among, and Dominic Cooper, and among others, and it's great. So it's, uh, he's currently winning rave reviews in the play Our Shaman of Dublin One at Dublin's Glass Mask Theatre, which he also wrote. Uh, Rex 
is 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 doing great work uh, in the theatre world as well now as in the TV world. So he's on the road. Great photo of him there. He reminds me of a a Western version of um, James Stewart of all people. Um, but uh, good luck, good luck to to Rex, great guy, and um, delighted for his success. On on it goes. Let's see what you're saying on the text five one five five one. Could you please give a big shout out to the volunteers selling purple roses for 65 roses day today? Of course I can, Fergal. I wish them all uh, every uh, success this morning. I mean, if you can, be sure to uh, to buy one and, and, and support that wonderful cause. I love the conversation this morning. And CODIS is a text. I was born into a family where sign language became the family language before I turned one. And brother developed a rare speech and language disorder. He found his home in the deaf community. This film's acclaim has helped to shine a light on the challenge challenges of living outside of the norm. I thank my brother for giving me such an interest in human beings and suffering to steer me towards a helping profession. That's great stuff. Uh, just wondering if anyone else has watched La Famille, La Famille Bellier, uh, which is the same plot. Well, I'm told it's exactly the same film because it's a remake. Uh, this I did not know. There was a French film made in 2014. Uh, and this is an English-language remake of that film, La Famille, La Famille Bellier. And uh, it was a big hit at the French box office, so that's why you're thinking, I see, that sounds very familiar. Alan Jones's wife, uh, uh, surname is Fawcett, and is a circuit performer. What? Like our Fawcett's? I wonder if she remember the Fawcett. Yeah, well, I'm told that she is. Her name is Claire Fawcett, and she's a member of the t- Distinguished Circus family, and is a trapeze artist. Do you know what we need to do? We we give Alan a call and and uh, if actually yeah, well let's let's see how how he is at some stage. I don't know if we'll like, get him today, but we'll certainly get on and see what the crack is because that is that is crazy. Uh, thanks for recommending the Louise Penny books. You're welcome. I've read all of them. Uh, love Gamash and Three Pines. Aren't yeah? It's so sweet. Um, waiting patiently for the next one, Margaret. Well, you see, there's a great there's a great streak of darkness in them, but they're really well written, so I can see why. Absolutely agree with you, says Deirdre Serizano in North Italy. Good morning, Deirdre. She says, blind menus seem so unimportant in these days. I have to say, I haven't seen one in our area for a while. I did bring a friend to lunch, uh, a very good restaurant, and I told the maitre d' she was my guest. So he gave her the menu with no prices, which I found thoughtful. But it isn't automatic to give them to women in this part of Northern Italy. Oh, I see. So they see who's the guest and who's the invitee. And they do it that way. Okay, so it doesn't matter whether you're a man or woman in that sense. Good stuff. That's a nice clarification. And um, another message there on poor old uh, David McKee, who, of course, is the creator of Mr. Ben. And uh, with you there. And I love that. love Mr. Ben. Always did. Well, Jill, uh, you just get on to the uh, YouTube situation later on and uh, watch a few Mr. Ben's for all sake. Uh, in the film Coda, uh, there's, a, there's a, a sort of motif, musical motif running throughout the, throughout the whole thing, uh, which uh, Ferdia sings alongside his co-star. Uh, it's a great little song. Um, but here's the original, and this is going to kick us off today. took one look at you, and it was plain to see, you were my destiny. With arms open wide, I threw away my pride, I'll sacrifice for you. You're all I need to get by at 9.32 this Friday morning. And thanks to Adriana Whelan, who very kindly asked me, did I want to go and see the ballet? Ballet Ireland 
are doing uh, the, uh, the, 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 the ballet with the Rolling Stones, uh, Bold Moves, uh, Triple Bill, choreography by uh, choreo- choreographers Christopher Bruce and Marguerite Donlan and Philippe Portugal. And uh, there's an interesting angle as Christopher Bruce brings the rock and roll swagger of the Rolling Stones thrillingly to life in the production of Rooster. Yeah, one-of-a-kind show. Thank you for that. Um, would you like to go? I will definitely put it on my list of things to consider. Uh, and I'll see. I, I've got... I, I, is anyone else feeling the same thing about um, how much time you're able to sit in front of anything? You know, like, if you told me, do you want to go to the ballet? i say, how long is it? I, 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 isn't that terrible? It's like going to buy a car and saying, what colour is it? It's, there's much more important things I should be asking, like, Tell me about the how in, how interesting it is, or what am I going to learn culturally or soulfully from this? No, how long is it? Will there be an interval, or is the interval part of the overall length? Like when you tell me it's two hours, does that mean two hours twenty, or is it two hours including the interval? Because it's just too, too long. I don't want to sit in front of anything for that long. Um, did you ever see the movie Wag the Dog? Yes, I did. Um, and uh, they they created a theme song for the war too. Maybe it's a coincidence with the Pink Floyd song. There's a, yeah, there's a, there's a touch of that, no doubt about it. Uh, Claire says, delighted to tell you that the next seen unseen gallery visit uh, is to the Crawford Gallery. Oh, we love that in Cork. We had a lovely trip there. Not well, I was going to say not too long ago. It was ages ago, but it was great fun. Friday, April twenty ninth, fourteen thirty. That's two thirty p.m. at the gallery and online. And this is a project exploring access to art for the visually impaired community in the gallery space and elsewhere. What a great idea. Participation is free for the visually impaired community and tactile packs are being sent to those joining online. So register a contact artist, Claire McLaughlin, uh, on Claire at sceneunseen.ie. That sounds pretty damn good to me. So thank you for that. Deirdre said on the, uh, the menu... I'm not so sure. Blind menu could end up being an uncomfortable meal if the lady picks the expensive stuff. Years ago in New York, I went to a fabulous expensive restaurant with a large group, just knew two of the group, and they were used to dining regularly together. At the end of the meal, they all proceeded to throw their credit cards on the table to pay credit card roulette at the end of the meal for one poor victim to pay. No, that's not pretty. Uh, Just thinking, uh, apropos of Mr. Ben's creator's passing, wouldn't it be nice if he had... Uh, and just then, the shopkeeper appeared, inscribed on his headstone. <laughs> That's so nice. I think it's a great idea. <laughs> it's kind of, it's quirky. Uh, it's 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 uh, offbeat, and I love it for all those reasons. P.S. I loved Coda. Good. Love Coda. Uh, it's nine thirty-five. Back more. Uh, that discussion, as Bob says, uh, reminded me of uh, the TV show Hands, which we mention every so often, and uh, uh, beautiful program that was. A lot of people saying that Bell X One had a song called "Just Like Mr. Ben," and um, <laughs> I think Bell X One might have had a similar childhood to mine um, because uh, they 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 get storytelling and children uh, very well. Uh, I lived in a house at Muriel with the number 52 and watched Mr. Ben on TV in the 70s and I thought I bought the DVD about 15 years ago for my young son it was lovely to see episodes all over again 30 plus years indeed there's a lovely hardback uh, book on on the kind of Mr. Ben series which is worth a look again if you fancy some nostalgia in your life it's 6 minutes to 10 The Ryan Tuberty Show on RTE Radio 1 all right, this is a, a little time out for a dance in the kitchen. Eddie Cochran. 
Nothing wrong with a little bit of rock and roll on a Friday morning. Love that. That's Eddie Cochran on 20 Flight Rock. Okay, we'll see you tonight on The Late Late Show. We'll have Dara Brian. We will have Marty Morrissey. We will have people talking about Kodak, children of uh, deaf adults and um, lots of great music. Johnny Logan, actually, is going to be dropping by. I haven't seen Johnny for a while as we head on to our Eurovision Odyssey in this country. It'll be great fun. And um, we'll see you then. Um, Oliver will be with you next week on the radio. I'll be with you back again, of course, for the TV show next Friday evening. So uh, all good there. And uh, thank you to the team, as always, for everything you just... A wonderful bunch of people. That's the truth. And uh, yes, so you look after yourselves. Have a great old weekend. And we'll talk to you the next time, either tonight or Monday week, or stay with us with Oliver on Monday. All right. It's time to say goodbye and good night. The Ryan Tuberty Show. Listen back on the RTE Radio Player.